Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. This episode, along with every episode this season, is sponsored by KFC. So I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors 122-118 to win over the Washington Wizards and, um... You know, this is the first game of the Raptors being super, super shorthanded. Um, no Pascal, no Marcus All, no Norm Powell. Um, Norm was on the sideline at least with a bright neon turtleneck underneath a very nice suit. I gotta say, uh, and you know, I did not catch a sight of uh, Gasol or um, Pascal, but yeah, and they were playing a Wizards team that, you know. Don't play a lot of defense, I got to say. Although for a bit in the fourth quarter there, they did make it tough in terms of their defense. But, um, you know, the Raptors led pretty much from start to finish. And yet it came down to a very dicey finish because, like, I don't know, man. Have you ever watched the Raptors-Wizards game? Like, they're always like this. It's always really stressful. Um, the Wizards do not ever make it easy for the Raptors. Even when the Raptors won 59 games, a franchise record, and went into a 1-8 matchup against Washington – with home court advantage, obviously, the Raptors still had to take that series in six games. The Wizards are a tough team. They've always been a really tough team for the Raptors to play against. And they're a tough team especially because they got a guy named Bradley Beal who, I, yo, can we finally get Bradley Beal eventually? Please? Please? Just so we don't want to play him again because that man is just, holy, He just he's an all-time Raptor killer, Bradley Beal. He had 37 points tonight. Uh, so much for the Raptors shutting down superstars. That uh, does not apply when it comes to Bradley Beal. And honestly, it doesn't even apply to a guy like Ish Smith, who, you know, an all-time Raptor killer. I guess I'll talk to Ish Smith, about Ish Smith in a second. But uh, as for the game itself, the Raptors raced out to a massive lead. The Raptors led 40-23 to after the first quarter. And honestly, it was just one of those games where the Washington Wizards just didn't play defense, which is, you know, pretty much every game for this team. They don't really play cohesively. Never really made an effort to stop the Raptors. And honestly, if you look at the efficiency for the Raptors scoring-wise, from quarter to quarter, it was pretty good through three quarters. It's just in that fourth quarter where the Raptors started hitting a couple of um, possessions where they got stuck in the mud. They played some pretty pretty bad lineups, which is expected with so many uh, injuries to the lineup. And the Wizards kind of made a couple of shots, and they made a push. But uh, it was, you know, again, it, w- it was a tough game, but also it was a game where the Raptors led by double digits for pretty much the entire game. Um you know, you got a couple of positive performances tonight. So, first off, Fred VanVleet returned from injury. And, um, you know, he wasn't at his best, which is what you would expect for a guy coming off his injury. Um, what I saw from Fred today was a little bit of rust. There were a couple shots that he missed that were definitely makeable, uh, especially on layups and stuff like that. You know, he was getting to the rim well, which is uh, a positive. Really, it was a positive. Um, you know, Fred VanVleet earned the game. Like, one of the first couple of times he had the ball, Saw uh, Davis Bertans on him, crossed him up real quick, hit him with a one-two, and then got to the rim, and then left the layup short. And it was just kind of that night for kind of Fred. But, you know, this is the point where Fred has gone to, where even though he struggles, even though the shot isn't as falling as it normally would for him, even though he's come back from injury after missing five games with a, you know, a knee issue, 
the man gives you 18, 9, and 8 in his first return. And that was in 34 minutes as well. So, you know, I thought Fred was doing the right things. Uh, he clearly has not obviously forgotten how to play basketball. And he still has the quickness and the burst and the strength to get to the basket. And so on that front, I feel very reassured. I mean, yeah, the shooting percentage could be a lot better than 6 of 18. But for a guy coming off of injury, remember when Kyle Lowry came back of injury against the Heat, the first game he shot like 2 of 18. So in retrospect, 6 of 18 is not as bad, although obviously the Wizards are way, way worse defense than the Miami Heat. But, uh, you know, I thought it was a positive. I thought Fred was a positive presence. Um, I thought another guy that did really well tonight was Serge Ibaka, especially in the first three quarters. I got to say, Serge was not really present for the fourth quarter. Didn't really have the same impact. Um, But especially early in the game, one of the biggest reasons why the Raptors got up to that 40-23 to lead in the first quarter was because Serge Ibaka was affecting every single shot around the basket. They were the Raptors were doing a really good job. They had Serge basically, um, you know, just corral the paint while the Raptors uh, played sort of a semi kind of double team zone kind of thing against um, Beal on the perimeter. Uh, you know, at least early in the game, Beal wasn't hurting them as much because the Raptors would, you know, put pressure on him. And then when Beal came off a high screen or whatever, a third defender would come over, help over from the wing and rotate, uh, and just to sort of dissuade Beal from shooting the ball. And whenever the ball did get inside, you know, Serge Ibaka would be able to recover inside and uh, and protect the paint. And, you know, Serge was doing a great job with that. And also Serge was doing a great job of finishing. I mean, you look at it tonight, incredible efficiency from Serge Ibaka, who had 23 points on 7 of 10 shooting with 2 of 3 from deep, 7 of 10 from the free throw line as well. Uh, just a really, really nice night from him. The two turnovers are there, whatever that happens. Serge has, you know, those moments in the game, every game where a pass is very catchable and he uh, misses it and fumbles it. You know, what happened? You know, whatever. It happens. You know, Serge, uh, let's be real. He doesn't have the best hands. But um, efficiency-wise, I thought it was good. It was really promising to me that Serge and Kyle Lowry had a nice rhythm going. That's obviously really key to the offense, um, even with everyone healthy, but especially, especially with Pascal out of the lineup. And mark out of the lineup. The Raptors need more structure in the team, and they need someone to consistently deliver offense. And honestly, that guy is probably Serge Ibaka, which I'm not saying Serge can do this against the toughest defenses in the league. Uh, a lot of players have scored, you know, 20 points against the Wizards this year. Um, but nevertheless, like, Serge is a capable scorer. You know, he went through a bit of a funk, obviously had that injury, and since coming back from it, he's been real slow and not as effective. But Especially when he plays with Kyle Lowry. This has been true for, you know, a couple years now in a row. When Serge plays with Kyle Lowry, Kyle is such a good playmaker. He's going to find Serge. I I counted at least four possessions where Kyle found Serge. Two of them were three-pointers as well. And Serge is just a nice rhythm. He's rolling. He played well against the Pistons. He played well the night before that against um, Brooklyn as well. And, you know, and against Cleveland as well. And sometimes you just need to play a couple of these garbage teams to really get your rhythm, get your get your flow, get your confidence back. And I think, honestly, Serge is very much back in that rhythm where he's he's confident. He's going out for every shot. There's not as much hesitation. The timing is good. Like, it's sort of bang, bang. The pass is arriving to Serge right as he's getting to the spot. His knees are already dipped, and he's going right up, and he's making the shot every time. Uh, he was great there. I loved his activity around the basket as well, defensively, but also offensively, just uh, being around the rim as in that dunker spot, finishing a lot of plays. Uh, I thought Serge was really good tonight. And honestly, you know, there's there's kind of good performances up and down the roster when you look at it, right? Like Rondé, he did a really nice shift off the bench. Um, now, the bench as a whole was not very good. I got to say, Chris Boucher did very little. Terrence Davis, even though the number, he had eight points, did very little. And Malcolm Miller was 
invisible. Like what people say Pat McCaw is, that's what Matt, Mil- Matt Malcolm Miller is, minus the defense. I just didn't see what was going on with him. He played 14 minutes, did not notice him one possession. Um, and, and it was actually up to Rondé, really, to be the focal point on the bench. Now, I got to say, Rondé individually was successful. He had 14 points in 19 minutes, four of a shooting from the field. He hit a three, which is quite nice. Uh, he got to the free throw line six times, a couple times on that little uh, turnaround jumper, which always seems to be so herky-jerky that it kind of, like, lulls the defender into fouling him. A little bit of that DeMar kind of quality to it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Rondé was successful individually, but and he also had four assists as well. But, you know, at the same time, it was kind of a situation where the Raptors, especially that bench, with those guys out, Mark, Norm, Pascal, it's Kyle Lowry out there with some of these guys, and, man, it is tough. It is tough to see how they're going to score. It really is. Like, you cannot be featuring Ronda Hollis-Jefferson against a serious team and winning a lot of games like that. It's just not sustainable. Having said that, though, Rondé was very successful in his shots and his, in his role, and he did well tonight, which is nice to see. I mean, Rondé has sort of been in and out of the doghouse a little bit, you know, after he shot those two threes against Brooklyn against his old team. Nick Nurse benched him for the second half, didn't really feature much in the Cleveland game, and then all of a sudden, you know, against you know these injuries happen, and opportunities come back out, and Rondé is stepping up again. So I'm happy to see what Rondé did. And quite honestly, if the guys like Terrence Davis and Malcolm Miller and Chris Boucher can match what Rondé did tonight, then, you know, the game wouldn't have honestly come down to the last quarter there. The Raptors could have just extended leads with their bench or at least maintain leads because tonight for example the Raptors momentum of the first quarter completely stopped when the bench went in guys couldn't really score and then in the fourth quarter those guys were so bad offensively that it allowed the Wizards to get back into the game cut it under 10 cut it under 8 cut it under 6 points and force the starters to come back in but you know again not Rondé's fault Rondé was pretty good um you know, I, I liked what I saw from McCaw, who got into the starting lineup. So that one kind of surprised me a little bit. I thought Nick, especially with Ibaka at center and having Lowry and Van Vliet in the backcourt, that's kind of small. You're kind of small at the center position, and you're definitely a little bit small in, in, in the guards. Um, you might want to go a little bit larger with uh, Ronnie Hollis-Jefferson in that lineup or maybe even Boucher playing four alongside Ibaka. I kind of like that idea. I want to see more of it. But no, Nurse went with McCaw, which I, th- I think makes sense. Against like a team like the Wizards, they play so small anyway, and you needed someone to guard Brad Beal, uh, and you don't want Fred doing that first game when he comes back, and you don't want Kyle doing that because you know, Kyle's a little old for that, to be honest. Uh, so you, you want McCaw doing it, um, and so he got the start. I'm not sure he's going to permanently be in the starting lineup, but he didn't do enough bad things today that really would warrant it. I know a lot of people aren't really fans of McCaw. I'm confused by McCaw personally. I understand. I see the appeal. I understand what he does. But also at the same time, I also see a lot of games where he's just kind of floating in and out. And Nick actually admitted that pregame. Someone asked him, like, hey, man, why do you love McCaw so much? And he was like, you know, honestly, like, sometimes I play him. He's very impactful in short spurts. But then he disappears. And he mentioned how in the last couple of games where he's played McCaw extended minutes, you know, McCaw has sort of not been there uh, with the same kind of efficiency and the same kind of effectiveness over extended minutes. But tonight, McCaw was good. I thought he was good. I mean, 34 more minutes, uh, 11 points, 4 of 8 shooting from the field. The fact that he even shot 8 shots in 34 minutes is it's pretty good. McCaw, honestly, offensively, he kind of is like that Marcus All type. You know what I mean? Like, he's unselfish. Definitely wants to, you know, play make it out of the way and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's it's not as good to see that from a shooting guard rather than a, a center. A center, you can kind of have him facilitate. A shooting guard just, uh, you know, not being involved in the offense is not, is, is a little bit more detrimental. But, uh, yeah, McCall was good, man. He was good in his role. He was real solid. I mean, he, he got he was assigned to guard Bradley Beal, and the 37 points is, is a bad reflection of McCaw on paper. But 
when I watched the game and sort of how it was kind of unfolded, like, A, Bradley Bill's a superstar, man. He's just going to get his points against anybody. I can't wait till he's a Raptor. Please make it happen, Messiah. Like, I would love to get Bradley Bill, even just for the fact that I don't want to play him anymore. But, you know, Bradley Bill was making some tough, tough shots. But, but it's not like McCaw was losing him and, and Beal was getting open or anything like that. It just wasn't like that. I thought McCaw actually executed the game plan pretty well for the most part. You know, what you actually do really is give give credit to the Wizards. You know, I mean, I don't want to praise uh, Scott Brooks too much as a coach because he's not that great. But uh, Brooks, I mean, he at least identified the fact that, A, he was starting Isaac Bunga, who was doing nothing. Also got a really old face for someone who's 20 years old. Look it up, Isaac Bunga's face. I can't believe he's only 20. And a very young 20 at that. He just turned 20 a month ago. Um, And also he was starting Yamahimni, who was just waste, honestly. He's a waste man. And he just kept hard-fouling OG, and I really disliked him. Um, but he took those guys out of the starting lineup, and, and you know he 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 rolled more with guys like Troy Brown and also Admiral Schofield, which is somehow a person um, that exists in the NBA, not a creative player, but uh, you know, yeah, you know, and and, and it sort of spaced out the floor so the Raptors couldn't help as much, give McCaw as much help, and also the Raptors big men kind of really dropped a lot like, against Beal, and also Beal really got going against the Raptors bench which was, you know, largely while he was getting guarded by, like, Malcolm Miller or Terrence Davis or whoever. So I don't actually put all that on McCaw. In fact, I actually kind of like McCaw in terms of the sense that in the fourth quarter, the ball swung to him in a big, big spot, and he had the willingness to step up, raise up, and shoot the three and hit the three. That was the only three he made all night, but still. I mean, ultimately, from the fifth option, if you get 11 points on 50% shooting, that's not bad. And, you know, McCaw, even two times, uh, he picked off Beal. He had three steals on the night. I thought McCaw was okay. I think, honestly, the starting lineup is a little too small to, to, against most teams because you're almost undersized at every position. Like, Ibaka's a little small for five. OG's a little small for four. McCaw is definitely small for a three. Fred is a little bit small for a two. And Kyle is, you know, a, a plus-size man. But still, uh, he's okay at point guard. But still, that's overall a, sm- a small starting lineup. We'll see if Nurse adjusts it game to game depending on the situation. But at least for tonight, for example, I, I thought uh, I, I thought McCaw was okay in his role on it. I don't really have much complaints. Um, you know, did I talk about Kyle? Kyle was good. Kyle was really steady from start to finish. He had to carry the bench, a lot of it, to, to make it work with some of these guys. You know, he had nine assists, hit a big three in the fourth quarter. He, uh, he hit also drew two shooting fouls in the fourth quarter. So he had seven points in the f- fourth quarter. Uh, gave the Raptors just enough to get them over the hump. That big that th- the pull up three. When the Wizards dropped back on him uh, late in the game, it really swung the momentum of the game because um, the Wizards were about to sort of finally get over the top and take the lead, but the rap and then Kyle hits that three and kind of keeps him at bay. Um, and um, I thought the Raptors were very smart in terms of how they used Kyle in terms of offensively in crunch time. Obviously, without Pascal, it really fell to Kyle to like create over and over and over again in crunch time. And really, it was a pretty smart play because like all the Raptors did was say, like, hey, there's a guy on, there's a little child on the floor whose name is Isaiah Thomas. He's five foot two. Like, let's go over there and attack that guy. So um, the Raptors would consistently get uh, Pat McCaw to come over and screen. And this is where, you know, you got to give McCaw a lot of credit, too, because a lot of times guards come set screens, and they're not good at screening. They don't get contact. They don't angle the screen right, and then they don't flare out the right way. And so it ends up being a double team, a trap, or even sometimes someone just able to navigate the screen and there's no advantage created, there's no mismatch created. McCaw did a really good job of screening for Kyle so that each time he was able to introduce Isaiah Thomas onto Kyle Lowry. Now, I'm not trying to 
gas them out too much for screening, but still, some of these small details really do matter. Um, and McCaw was able to execute. Isaiah was on Kyle. Whenever that happened, Kyle was able to go inside, score, bully Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas did get a strip on it one time. Maybe it was a foul. I couldn't really see. But uh, for the most part, Kyle versus Isaiah Thomas was a pretty good um, strategy for closing out the game in crunch time. And so I thought Kyle really stepped up. He made some nice plays there. Um, and, you know, 26 points, nine rebounds from a guy who is was in the nutcracker last night. I mean, we stand a versatile king. Uh and then I guess the last guy I really want to praise is OG, who, I mean, you just got to salute this man because, yo, this guy got hit in the face so many times. Like, come on, man. Like, the Raptors just lost three starters, and now the Wizards basically put out a hit on OG. I mean, the amount of times this scrub, Yamahimni, kept hitting OG in the face, like, you know, it just it was infuriating. It really was. Like, OG had his nose split open twice. They had to call two 30-second um, officials timeouts just to get og to stop bleeding and you know every time they checked them you know the, the you know the, the raptors training staff will come over and it was like yo og are you good to stay in the game like because he got hit hard multiple times but i'll give og credit because he got a lot of heart because he kept going to the basket he attacked relentlessly he kept going back to the rim and he got what he you know he needed to in a night like this where the raptors needed more scoring they need more scoring from everybody because they're missing nor powell who was giving them pretty much 20 a game and pascal who's been giving them 25 a game and mark who's giving them honestly these days like close to 15 so that's a lot a lot of scoring that they're missing from the lineup so they need everyone else to step up with scoring and og really did that again a bad team like the wizards defensively they don't do shit like okay fine you can get a couple of points but um Still, OG, 18 points tonight, went to the rim a lot, got to the free throw line a lot. And honestly, there was one point in the fourth quarter where after OG got his nose split open the second time, the man had blood gushing from his nose into his mouth, which sounds disgusting. But still, the guy, he had after this is after the timeout when they try to clean him up, the, the blood just won't stop come flowing. OG had blood flowing into his mouth, and he still hit a free throw. So salute, OG. Great play. Defensively was definitely there, active. Didn't have any steals or blocks, but that's kind of a deceptive stat because whoever he was guarding was, for the most part, neutralized. Um, you know, whether that was Beal or Ish Smith or whatever, I wish there was OG, multiple OGs to guard most of those guys because those guys were giving the Raptors huge headaches. And also OG, for the most part, defended uh, Isaiah Thomas as well in the fourth quarter. Isaiah didn't really do that much. But, uh, but yeah, just salute OG, man. Just a really tough dude and uh, – you know, line up strong and finish. And honestly, you know, the Raptors going to need his scoring. So whatever he wants to do offensively, not saying he could take, you know, he has an ultimate green light to, you know, do some you know wild shit or whatever. But just um, if he has more of an emphasis to go to the basket, to go score, to shoot threes or whatever, that's welcomed. The Raptors need everybody to step up on offense with these guys out. And OG is someone that we know has these bursts where he scores. And he has little flashes in his game that kind of suggest maybe there's more. Well, if there is more, this is the time to show it, all right? Today, he did it against the Wizards. Hopefully he does it uh, on Sunday against Dallas. On Monday, uh, on my birthday, against the Indiana Pacers. Hopefully you do it there. And on, on Christmas, when, uh, you know, people are going to have to come watch, <laughs> you know, Pat McCaw start uh, on national television, I hope OG brings it then too, so... Uh, I liked what OG brought today. And ultimately, you know, I just liked the effort from the team as a whole. Here's the thing, man. Even though with all these injuries and the Raptors are down significantly, they're missing so many pieces from the lineup, it's not a surprise if they would lose in a game like this. But A, you know, they have so much internal structure. They know how to play defense. They have an identity. They know how to win games. 
um, that's going to carry them through a lot of things. I know that sounds like an intangible quality, but it really is like an institutional knowledge. Like if you know what you're doing in life, that's going to help you a lot. And the Raptors know what they're doing from a possession-possession basis. And then, B, there's still enough talent on the team for them to still do some things. Like, even you look at it today. The Wizards are also backed up. But still, look at the guys they're starting tonight. Isaac Bonga and Yama Himni, a broken Isaiah Thomas. Brad Beal's amazing. Of course, no slander. Davis Bertans is supposed to be some kind of incredible shooter. People told me it was Steph Curry. Honestly, he looked like Steph Curry's pictures. Like, you know, did not look good tonight. And then they got guys like Anzas Pesechniks coming off the bench, which is what the Raptors actually, the pick the Raptors traded uh, along with Terrence Ross against Serge Ibaka. That's turned out to be a pretty good deal. I don't think uh, Pesechniks is going to have a long career in the NBA. Um, you know, this guy, Grant Matthews or whatever his name is, got an NFL-sounding name for sure. Oh, Garrison Matthews. Yeah, that's that's definitely a, a wideout um, you know, for the Green Bay Packers. Um, Admiral Schofield, who, you know, it will definitely serve in the Army at some point or, you know, if he hasn't already. Like, look at these guys, man. Like, I know they're dealing with injuries too, whatever. But still, like, the Raptors have enough talent to compete against most of the bad teams in the NBA. And that's why the Raptors now, what, 16-0 against teams under 500 this year, the losing teams. There's so many losing teams in the NBA, and they're so bad. The Raptors, even with this severely, severely short-handed roster, should still be able to win. And they showed it tonight. So I, I like the effort that they had tonight. Um... And, you know, just before I get to three stars, I definitely want to get to the KFC bucket of the game. And, man, the bucket of the game tonight, I think it's pretty obvious. Off an, off an inbound play, there's a bit of a screw-up by the Wizards. But in the fourth quarter, it's an inbound play on the Raptors inbounding on the sideline. Fred Lee popped free. The pass was thrown to him. It was a leading pass. Fred caught up to it and completed an alley-oop. Now, I'm not saying he dunked the ball because he didn't. He laid it in. But he caught the pass while jumping and finished the layup. And that, honestly, to me, is still an alley-oop. So, Fred Van Lee, congratulations on the KFC bucket of the game. Congratulations on an alley-oop. That was, that was quite, a, quite a nice play. And, again, the Wizards' defense, just nowhere to be found. But uh, it's nice to see. You're not, not every day you're going to see a Fred Van Lee alley-oop. So, in terms of your three stars from tonight, the first star, giving that to Kyle Lowry, 26 points, four rebounds, nine assists, a steal, 41 minutes. He had to do all the difficult things for the Raptors, right? And, and he did enough of everything. Seven of fourteen from the field is good. Three of seven from the field from the three point line is good. Nine of eleven from the free throw line is great. He got an and one to go. He got a couple of cheap fouls here and there. Just really kept the Raptors' offense humming. Uh, he had to do the tough things in terms of closing out the game. He had that big pull up three, which I don't think the Raptors win that game without that pull up three. I uh, I thought Kyle Lowry did a, the best job he could possibly with that you know very very uh, truncated bench and he's gonna continue to have to doing that because honestly man it's just they're, they're shorthanded but uh, Kyle was really good tonight and uh, he carried a huge load so congratulations to Kyle the second star I'm giving that to Serge Ibaka 23 points 10 rebounds and assist three blocks seven of ten shooting from the field two of three from deep seven of 11, seven of ten from the free throw line in 36 minutes. Serge is capable in extended minutes. We know he's good in the starting lineup. We've seen him do it. It's a different version of what – it's a very, very different version of what Marcus Gasol gives the team. Defensively, is not as solid, but Ibaka also is able to affect a lot of shots around the rim just like uh, Gasol is. And he's also able to just provide a lot of scoring. And especially with Pascal, they're going to need a lot from Serge Ibaka in terms of the scoring. And then the third star – uh, there's a case for Van Vliet to get it. There's honestly a little bit of a case for Makah to get it, but I'm going to give it to OG. Just got to salute the toughness, man. 18 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 6, six of 11 from the field, 2 of 5 from deep, 4 of 6 on the free throw line. Listen, if you're hitting a bloody free throw, I'm, I'm giving you a star. I don't care what happens, man. OG, man, uh, you got to really love the effort from him. Fearless, never backed down, you know, played great defense. 
And, um, yeah, you know, uh, again, we hope to see more and more of this from OG. Sorry for the bang in the background. They're disassembling this arena. Uh, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award for tonight, um, you know, that's pretty freaking obvious who that is. Ish Smith. Yo, I hate playing Ish Smith. There's a real case, especially now that Gerald Henderson is no longer in the NBA, that it should just be called the Ish Smith Award. This guy, every single time he plays the Raptors, I'm talking about back when he was with the Pelicans, back when he was a Sixer, you know, back when he was a Piston, he bounced around, he was a journeyman, whatever, and now he's like he's on the Wizards for some reason. He has just killed the Raptors time after time. He's too quick, he's very crafty, and I don't know what it is about him, but when he plays the Raptors, he turns into this, like, you know, honestly, like a like an Allen Iverson clone. Like, what is going on? 26 points tonight, 9 of 9 from the field, including 4-4 from the three-point line, 4-4 from the free-throw line. That's one of the only perfect games ever from a guard, especially a guard who's not even 6 feet tall, or maybe 6 feet. I don't really know. It's a generous 6 feet. But, uh, yeah, Ishmith was just insanely good tonight, man. 26 points. He never missed a single shot. And the thing is, the three-pointer three is the one that kills me. Because I've seen Ishmith kill the Raptors with mid-range shots, whatever. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. He's a little bit too quick for Kyle to guard. And, he's, and honestly, the Raptors' longer defenders are a little bit too slow for him. But, you know, like, I've seen the mid-range shots. It's the three-point shots that kill me tonight. Because this man is a career 31% three-point shooter. He looks real awkward when he shoots three. And I'm not going to say the Raptors were guarding him heavily on these threes. You know, obviously the game plan calls. When you scout the guy like that, you know he's not going to shoot that much from the three-point line. You want to play him to drive, give him a little bit of space. He's quick. This man was hitting four of four from three, especially in the fourth quarter, too. And it just it just, it killed me, man. This guy has just always been a Raptor killer. And uh, it really is an all-time Gerald Henderson Award guy, really, honestly. I, I really want to rename it uh, the Ishmith Award because he is insanely good at just killing the Raptors in particular. Just look it up. He's 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 He's... Just, I, I hate playing this dude. I really hate seeing him. Uh, in terms of the Pat Patterson Award, this one's very fitting because uh, one of the things with Pat that that uh, you know drew him infamy, besides his recent comments, uh, is that you know when the Rapt- when the Raptors would need a key three, and the ball would be swung to Patrick Patterson, and his man would usually help off of him. Pat would shoot the three, and then Matt Devlin will say, "We need this," and you know the three wouldn't go in. And I gotta say. If you're a Wizards fan, you were probably looking at Davis Bertans like, yo, we need this. And he got a couple of open threes and towards the end where the Raptors did break down defensively a little bit when they were overloading on Beal, overloading on Ish Smith, as ridiculous as that sounds. Uh, and Bertans was open, and he missed those threes. And that, that if that's not Pat Patterson worthy, I don't know what is. But tonight he shot 3 of 15 from the field, 2 of 12 from 3 for just 10 points on the night. Uh, comical, really. Defensively, uh, getting torched, bad turnovers, just slipping and dropping the ball out of bounds and stuff. Bad, bad night for Davis Bertans, who played 38 minutes. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, and you know, it, it's just, you know, okay, towards the end, he did miss a couple open shots. But, honestly, early in the game, I thought the Raptors just did a really good job defending him. Kyle Lowry, again, doing the hard thing because he had to guard a guy who's 6'9 in Davis Bertans. Man, it's very tall. Maybe even 6'10". Um, but and Kyle obviously is only six feet tall, but he pressured him, gave him no space, made it difficult for him to launch and, and shoot. When he did shoot, he had him contested. He was under him, over him, everything like that. And uh, Bertans had a tough night. And it just goes to show some players are good shooters and they have great stats or whatever. And then when they run up against a really good defense like the Raptors, it's just not there for them. And I've seen it time and time again this season. So, you know, it is what it is. But congratulations to Bertans. He's having a nice year. He really is. 
So that does it for the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, I'll be back on Sunday when the Raptors play the Dallas Mavericks. If you haven't already, go check out the Raptors Over Everything live call-in show. Uh, it airs live on the Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page every Friday between 3.30 p.m. and 4.30 p.m. with me and my buddy Josh Hart. And we take calls on the Raptors. And if you wanted to be on this podcast and give your thoughts and, and give your hot take or, you know, just, I don't know, man, just whatever. Bring some levity and joy to Raptor fans. Call into the show. It comes out every Friday. Next Friday, because of the holidays, I'm, I'm out. But we'll be back the Friday after that. Uh, this past episode was really good uh, that we just recorded on Friday. Someone actually asked me about Bertans and what, an over-under of whether he would hit six threes tonight. And I said he would hit two. And uh, lo and behold, he hit two. But, uh... Yeah, go go listen to the show. It's it's uh you know not I don't like to gas my 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 own stuff up that much, but I really do love the engagement that is drawn with Raptors fans. I think it's really caught on. You can watch it on the Raptors. Uh, you can watch it on the Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page. It's archived there. It's, it's streamed live there, and you can also find uh, the uh, audio version of the podcast in the podcast feed. So check that out. Uh, check out Sunday's podcast where I'll be recapping the uh, the game against the Mavericks. Uh, Luka Doncic is out for that one, so the Raptors have, you know, have a good chance. Although they've had some pretty good results even without Doncic. They beat the Bucks, for example. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's a, a, if, if it's at home with the Raptors, I think it's a winnable game. So we'll see what happens. But thanks, everyone, for listening. Big thanks to KFC for sponsoring the podcast. And uh, I'll be back on Sunday. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.